Good morning, everyone. It is the 4th of January and Happy New Year to you all. I'm joined today by Seamus Lyons, Niall MacDonald and Alex Byrne. The financial markets ended the year torn between hope and fear as good news on vaccine rollouts was met by ever-rising COVID-19 infection rates and, of course, further lockdowns. Seamus, the bulls, they were in the ascendancy on the U.S. equity markets. Yes, thanks, Lorna. Yes, most uh, U.S. indices hit all-time highs again in the last week of the year. But it was a mixed week. So you had the recent market leaders, such as the small caps, they actually fell on the week. But the Nasdaq, which has led performance most of the year, that finished the year strongly. So actually, the Nasdaq ended the year up 44%, its strongest year in a long, long time. The S&P 500 ended the year up 16%, so a very strong year for U.S. markets. But in the last week, you saw healthcare and consumer discretionary, they led performance on the week. Uh, actually, this consumer discretionary was driven primarily by Tesla. So Tesla, very uh, topical stock that entered the index, the S&P 500 at the end of the year, I think the 21st of December, had a very strong year, but also finished the year very strongly. So that helped on the consumer discretionary side. But, you know, it was a light week for trading as well, given that it was a holiday period. So quite light week for activity. Yes, quite a quiet spell. And similarly, it seems, Niall, for the government bond markets. Happy New Year, Lorna. Yes, it has been quite a benign period in recently for government bond markets. Euro government bond rates still compressed and held at those lower bounds. And US government rates, since we had that spike in volatility in October into November around the election, we've seen this gradual ease up in US government rates. So the US 10 years currently at about 92 basis points, but nothing pronounced in terms of exceptional volatility that we've seen. So still fairly benign government bond market. I think in the US Treasury market, what participants are really focusing in on is the upcoming runoff in the Georgia Senate elections. Yes, indeed. And could you just quickly talk us through the possible reactions there for a Republican or Democrat victory? Sure, Lorna. Well, what we've seen in October was the market began to price in this blue wave with a clean sweep of the Democrats having hold over the three legislative bodies, the Senate, the Congress and the presidential office. What we've seen now is there's a runoff in Georgia where if the Democrats manage to win these two seats, they will have control of the Senate. What that means is the Democrats will have the ability to implement their fiscal expansion program, which they are very much proponents of, which could be in the upwards of two trillion US. Dollars. What we'd expect to see then in the US government bond market is a rising in US rates as participants begin to price in increased levels of supply as the US government funds this fiscal expansion program. So really, it is quite pivotal. We're going to come back and we'll ask Seamus to look at this for the week ahead. But Alex, just very quickly, what could have been a main event, but just seems almost run of the mill after four and a half years. Brexit has finally happened. And how did the markets take the very late trade deal? Morning, Laura. Yeah, so obviously last minute trade deal as uh, quite a few market participants would have expected. Markets were pretty positive. So if we look at this morning, since the kind of sell-off that we had just prior to the deal being announced, the euro stocks is up about 5% and FTSE is up about 35 We've also got the euro and the sterling strengthening as well. Somewhat, not massively, but the trend is certainly positive and moving towards areas where we would expect those two currencies to be stronger in the longer term. So in terms of the deal itself, very light. A lot remains open for renegotiation and plain vanilla open for negotiation this year. The compromises were basically reached with a let's see how it goes attitude. So we'll see how it goes. If one wants to complain, we can do. We'll raise agreements, then we might need to renegotiate. That kind of attitude seems to prevail. 
clearly there's still a huge uncertainty around services, but especially financial services, given their ability to plug into the European markets is completely up for grabs. Um, so that's the next part of the negotiation, which begins this year and will be a priority for both the UK and the EU. Immediately, though, it's obviously very positive. Zero tariffs, zero quota access for major exports means that that initial potential upheaval is removed. So obviously, there's an initial positive, but clearly a lot longer to go. Yes, certainly a headline positive there. So Seamus, if we come back to you, we've got this final episode for the US elections, the Senate runoffs in Georgia. What could really surprise the markets here, do you think? What would surprise the markets, I suppose, is if a Democrat actually takes one of those seats, because a Democrat hasn't actually won a Senate race in Georgia for a number of decades. So it is a big uphill struggle for them. Also, the Republican candidates, they also won more votes in both races when they occurred in November. So on the face of it, it is looking like a very big uphill struggle for the Democrats. Although I would point out, I mean, there was a material event which occurred over the weekend with the release of a telephone call between Donald Trump and some senior officials in Georgia, where it appears that he is pressuring them into altering the vote count that occurred there for the presidential election. So it on the surface, doesn't appear like a very democratic thing to do. So whether this has an impact on the voting in the Senate runoff race is yet to be seen. But you might think that it could swing things a little bit more in the favor of Democrats as voters may not like to see that kind of behavior. So it's hard to call right now, but the market view has been so far that the Democrats will not take both seats. They may take one, but they will not take both. And so hence, Republicans will maintain control of the U.S. Senate. We'll see how those events unwind. Thank you all very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna.